0: Welcome to MindSpeak. I'm your host, Holly Higgins, a hypnotherapist and holistic mental health nerd. And I'm here to help you use the power of your mind to become happier, healthier, and more of who you really are. Let's dive in. Wait a minute. It's Monday. Holly's podcast comes out on Tuesdays. Is it Tuesday? Is it Monday? What what day is it? Hello. You have encountered a glitch in the matrix. To escape the simulation, please visit your podcast player and press pause 3 times. This will eject you. From all of the BS of 2020, I'll see you on the other side. What? You heard the woman. Go press pause three times. This is our chance. This is our gateway out. But then come right back because there's a really great episode today. (laughs) Your girls has got to find a way to laugh in these really crazy times. And the reason I'm airing this episode on Monday, except for providing you with a chance to escape the simulation, is to let you in on a really, really cool opportunity that starts today that I don't want you to miss out on. So what's going on in today's Big Fat Juicy episode? Well, we are talking all about money, money and the subconscious and why I believe financial wellness is such a huge part of the healing journey, why it can be such a huge part. I'm going to share my journey with financial wellness because I always think it helps break down shame when we can hear other people's unfiltered stories. I'm going to share why I believe we need both practical and mindset tools to change our money story, I'm going to tell you how I recommend getting started on a financial wellness path or taking your money journey to the next level, and you're going to find out how you can win a free month of RTT and coaching with me to improve your money mindset this is not a glitch in the matrix. This is for real. (laughs) And I'm going to cut to the chase and I'm going to jump right to that opportunity and let you know the details. I'm not going to do this wait to hear it at the end of the episode crap that you always hear. I'm just going to tell you how you can win this awesome opportunity with me. So here's the scoop. My very good friend Darcy, she was back on episode 15 of the podcast talking all about financial wellness. Darcy is a financial coach, she's a financial expert, she is ninja wizard level amazing with all things money and really helping people understand how they can make their money work for them. Her program, Grow Financially Well, is launching for fall enrollment today and it's open for a week. I am a huge fan of this program. I recommend it to everyone. You know, once I worked through a lot of my financial baggage and got to the other side, people asked me all the time, how did you do it? Where can I start? And for the longest time, you know, because I sort of cobbled together a bunch of tools, I was like, uh, "Like, go read this Dave Ramsey book. I don't know. Like, I, I totally bootstrapped it. But a couple of years after I really made progress on my journey, I met Darcy And I wish I would have had Darcy back in the day when I was really, really struggling with my money because all of the steps that she lays out in her program are what I did to pay off all of my debt and to start to build financial freedom but she does it in a much more straightforward, accessible way that's a lot smarter than how I did it. <laughs> and I've been inside her program. I have a lot of clients who have gone through her program, and I just cannot recommend it highly enough. So if you are stuck in a paycheck-to-paycheck cycle, if you have a habit of overspending and then going into la-la-la-la-la-la-la mode... So what I mean by that is you just sort of go out and blindly spend a lot of money and then insert that monkey with its hands over its eyes emoji right here where you're like, I'm just going to pretend like everything's okay and there's still money in my account and I don't ever want to look at my bank account again. If that's you, this program is great for you. It's also for you if you're pretty good with money, if you have some solid money skills, but you want to up level your game and discover how to achieve financial independence, which basically means you can just live off of your savings forever, this program is for you. And financial independence, I used to think that was totally unattainable, that it was like for rich dudes riding around in golf carts, but I am actually working to that. I am not there yet by any means, but I have a solid plan in place where I know that's absolutely feasible for me. And it's feasible for you, too, even if you're on an average income. I know that's mind-blowing, but Darcy lays out the math step-by-step, and it's so frickin' empowering. So the Doors to Darcy's program, Grow Financially Well, are open through Sunday, September 27th. If you want to enroll, get enrolled by then to be in the fall cohort, because the program isn't going to launch again for many, many moons many, many months from now. It is a group program. However, Darcy provides a ton of individual hands-on support within that program. It's absolutely amazing. The results I see people getting with her are so jaw-dropping. You might feel like your money situation is hopeless, and I almost guarantee you Darcy can help you turn that around faster than you would ever imagine. And because I believe in her and her program and her approach so deeply because I've seen it work for so many people, I am an affiliate of her program. And what that means is if you sign up for her program using my link, I get a small portion of your tuition at no extra cost to you. If you're interested in this program and you love my podcast, This is a great way to support my podcast. You may have noticed I don't have ads at this point. I don't have sponsors at this point. It's not because I'm not open to that or I'll never have ads or sponsors, but the fact is is that I'm very choosy, I'm very selective, and I refuse to promote anything that I wouldn't use myself. I refuse to promote anything obnoxious or fluffy, but I am promoting Darcy's program because I believe in it that strongly. And as a little extra thank you, if you choose to enroll in this program, you can enter to win one month of RTT and coaching with me to work on whatever you want. But if you're enrolling in Darcy's program, it would be really powerful to do RTT around money mindset, to do some subconscious work around whatever you feel like is holding you back with money. So if you're interested in this, if this sounds like it could potentially be helpful to you, what you'll want to do is go to MindSpeakPodcast.com forward slash money. I will link that up in the show notes as well. When you go to that page, basically it's going to tell you how you can learn more and enroll in Darcy's course, and there's also very, very explicit instructions there for entering the RTT giveaway with me. There's also going to be a link on that page for you to get enrolled in a free class that Darcy and I are hosting this Wednesday, September 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. This is a free workshop with me and Darcy. It's totally casual Bring your kombucha, bring your tea, bring your cats. <laughs> we'll all hang out and chat about money. You are going to walk away from this workshop with tools, strategies, and tips that you can implement immediately. And at the end of the workshop, Darcy's going to be telling you a little bit more about grow, fran- grow, financially well. Grow financially well. <laughs> So I look forward to seeing you at this live workshop where you can get tools and tips you can implement immediately no matter where you are on your financial journey. It's also a great place to show up and get your questions answered if you are interested in this program, but you're like, well, would this be right for me in my situation? Show up. Darcy has you covered. There will be a replay sent out if you can't make it live at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. I also want to add that this program is beautifully and affordably priced. Darcy has several different payment options. You can get started for as little as $47 because when you're struggling with money, sometimes it's hard to find the money that you need to invest to move you forward. It tends to be kind of a chicken and egg situation. I think this program is priced beautifully. I actually think it is a steal, but... It's so beautifully priced because you need to start somewhere when you're struggling with your money. So hit up the links in the show notes or go to mindspeakpodcast.com forward slash money to find all of those links links to this Wednesday's workshop, links to learn more about Darcy's program, and the super simple form that you need to enter that giveaway for a free month of RTT coaching with me. One of you lucky humans is going to win that. It might be you. That's so exciting. I can't wait to make that announcement to show up in your inbox and be like, hey, it's you. You won. Let's get started. So fun. If you hear background noise during the episode, I'm not going to bother to edit it out. (laughs) There are so many strange sounds out here in the country. There's some dogs doing some crazy stuff right now. I have to be really careful when I drive the roads around here because there's rabbits and stray cats and chickens crossing the road left and right. Sometimes when I'm driving home at night, I'll see these random chickens just roosting up on fences and I'm like, can't even get your girls a coop? They're just out on the streets. Anyway, (laughs) country life. I love it. It's amazing. I'm finding endless entertainment in the simplest places and I love it so much. It's really a return to my roots because I grew up in the country and I promised myself I would never ever move back to the country but here I am and I'm loving every second of it. So I want to dive in and I want to talk about my money story and I had intended to put some basic money tips in this episode for you, like where to get started, but I really decided to save those for the workshop with Darcy because I was thinking about it, and this episode, if I included all of that, could end up being an hour, an hour and a half long, and I do like to keep my episodes shorter, and I would rather Darcy give you all that info because she's much better equipped to give you that info. So the rest of today's episode is going to be about my personal money story and money journey, and then I'm also going to talk about the biggest subconscious roadblocks that people tend to have when it comes to money. These are fascinating. I'll tell you a little bit about my origin story and my upbringing around money, because whether we like it or not, our origin, our roots, the families we come from, what we learn at a very young age about money— does impact us, especially on the subconscious level, which I talked about in depth on last week's episode. So I grew up in Arkansas. It was me, my mom, my dad. I didn't have any siblings, and my dad was a very successful tradesman. So originally, when I was really little, he was an auto body repair guy, so he was fixing cars all the time, was very successful at that. And then he started his own boat dock building company. So, my dad built boat docks for a living. He was very, very good at it. He was entrepreneurial. He was self employed. So, the example of entrepreneurialism was set for me as a child. And it's very interesting. They say that entrepreneurial people usually have one or more parents who are entrepreneurial. My dad was entrepreneurial. I'm an entrepreneur. I can thank dad for that positive subconscious programming. (laughs) But my dad very tragically passed away when I was 12 years old in an accident. So even though I grew up with the example of him being successful as an entrepreneur, and I had these really basic philosophies about money instilled in my brain, my family was very hardcore about never having any debt, never putting anything on credit cards, Unfortunately, he passed away when I was 12. So even though I got the hearsay of here's what you do and don't do with money, he didn't live long enough for me to really learn from him tactical habits and skills and money management. And, you know, after he died, a lot of chaos erupted in my family, and I was never taught the skills. Of money and how to manage it. And after he passed away, money always felt very chaotic and uncertain to me. And actually, everything felt chaotic and uncertain to me for my whole adolescence. And I say that not to be like, my money story is all my family's fault and I blame them. Absolutely not. I don't blame my family for anything. I say that just to give you a little bit of context and let you know my origin story and where my perspective on money started. So aside from these base fundamental principles that I always heard my dad and some of my extended family talk about, I really didn't learn a whole lot about money. So when I went off to college, I funded that with a lot of student loans I had quite a few scholarships, but I did rack up a lot of student loan debt. And I remember my peers in school, and maybe you can relate to this, it was just very much not a big deal to take out loans. Oh yeah, you take out a loan for school. It's what you do. It's your education. Of course you do that. I also started putting a lot of things on credit cards when I was in college. I had very much this I'll deal with it later mentality when I was in college. I saw college as sort of this cocoon where I was focused on my studies and, and I would worry about all this adulty stuff when I entered the real world. I think so many of us have that mentality these days for better or for worse. So I was in this I'll deal with it later mentality, I'll deal with that when I go into the real world and get a job, this I will put it off mentality. And I did not understand the repercussions or the math of that until after I graduated and I started getting a monthly student loan bill in the mail. Same with credit cards. And I entered the quote-unquote real world in 2008. That's when I graduated from college and got my first job. That also happened to be the year of the big, fat, giant, scary recession. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get a job as a proofreader. My original skill set lies in the field of copywriting and proofreading and editorial stuff. I'm usually more eloquent writing than I am speaking, but I choose to speak on this podcast anyway. (laughs) So I say all of that because there was this compounding malaise. There was this compounding hopelessness because not only had I kind of Sleepily accrued all of this debt with my eyes half closed, but when I did get out into the real world and start working, I felt like I was behind the eight ball because here we were in this big scary recession. So I started to have this very hopeless attitude about money of I will always be in debt, there will never be a way out, you know, I can work, I can make the minimum payments, but a very, very hopeless energy around money. I also remember telling myself over and over and over, I am not a numbers person, I don't understand math. I was really good in school. I always got straight A's, but (laughs) there for a while I got straight F's in math. I was like the A student in everything except for math, where I was the F student. So I had a very, very deep story going of, I am just not good with numbers. And I remember at my first job, they gave me options for retirement and investing. And I remember looking at all the papers and just being so confused and thinking, why even bother with this? Like, investing is too hard. Investing is for guys in suits. I'll just deal with this later. That's definitely been a theme on my money journey is I'm bad at numbers and I'll just deal with this later. It was at that job I met my husband, we started dating, we fell madly in love, and with us falling madly in love came us loving to go spend lots and lots of money at bars and on entertainment and hanging out and having a good time This was before we both stopped drinking, obviously, but all the debt just kept compounding and we both had our heads in the sand about it. We both had this, I'll deal with it later mentality or this, I'm making the minimum payment, so I guess everything is fine and I'm just trying to keep my head above water because... I hate my job. And because I hate my job, I feel the need to go have fun and drink and spend after work. And it just felt like this never ending cycle that we were trapped in. And I think especially with that time period being in the recession, there was this additional hopeless energy around money. And it's so sad when I look back on it, and I think about where we are now. But we just both sort of had This feeling of life really sucks. We both hate our jobs. So we might as well have fun after work to make our life a little bit more enjoyable. And that's how we found ourselves trapped in a pretty major cycle of debt. And then we got married. And even though we both ended up stopping drinking eventually, and we we tamed down and we calmed down a little bit, random expenses started adding up. We weren't living large by any means, but random medical bills were piling up. We decided to hire a contractor and do this small project on the yard that cost more than it should have, and that added up, and everything just ended up compounding on our existing debt. My husband and I have never lived lavish lives. We've never gone on crazy vacations. We've never bought really expensive clothes. We've had one car for most of our marriage. We've never been extravagant, but for a long part of our marriage, we were mindless. We did have our heads in the sand. We were taking the la 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 I'll deal with it later approach. And even though we weren't living extravagantly, all of that stuff just added up over time because we weren't willing to be conscious and sit with it and look look at it and make a plan because the idea of really sitting down and looking at it was too scary. We were afraid of what we would see. I remember both of us kind of had this approach with our bank account <laughs> where we sort of averted our eyes and crossed our fingers and just hoped that the balance never got to red before the next paycheck That's how we managed money in the earlier years of our marriage. And it really bit us in the behind. The turning point and the wake-up call came in 2014 when, surprise, surprise, I was at yet another job that I didn't like. And I was having so much trouble at this job that I was having panic attacks on the drive home from work. I was crying myself to sleep every night. You know, it's not a good fit when you're crying yourself to sleep every night. And so I sat down and had a conversation with my husband and he was like, well, why don't you just quit and we can just live off of my income for a little while while you look for something else that's going to be a better fit for you. And I said, okay, that sounds like a really good idea, but sat down, did some basic math. We didn't have a budget at that point, but basically we looked at what are our expenses? What was my husband Sean pulling in, which was a very healthy average normal salary. We did some basic math and we realized that we could not afford for me to quit my job even for a month or two or three. We couldn't even afford for me to just go get something part time to help out. We realized that we were maxed out and I needed to stay at my salary level or higher, even just for us to scrape by, which is what we were unconsciously doing every month anyway. And we both sort of had a come to Jesus moment and realized, okay. We're in a bigger mess than we thought, and we need to make a plan. It was one of those rock bottom moments where I was in deep despair because I realized I had to stay at this job that I hated, but the level of despair, the level of anger, the level of how in the world did I get myself here? of fueled this anger and fueled this rage within me and made me just get very, very real with myself and say, okay, we've got to have a plan. And so we very painfully, both of us, we sat down, we looked at our numbers, we made a basic budget for ourselves. We made a plan to start paying off our first debt. And as I said earlier in the episode, we were very, very bootstrappy about this. I didn't follow a 10-step plan. I probably followed a few Dave Ramsey principles, but I didn't follow Dave Ramsey's plan with the baby steps and all of that. We just pulled information from blogs and articles and just figured out, okay, what's the basic thing that we need? Where's the simplest place we can start? And we picked that and we just committed to it. An interesting thing is that my decision to clean up my money or our money, because Sean and I manage our finances together, that coincided with me getting really serious about my nutrition and cleaning up my diet. I've talked to clients about this over and over and over again. Our relationship with food often mirrors our relationship with money. It's so fascinating. So many of us have this relationship with food where we're like, I want the pleasurable thing. I want it now. I'm going to think about the consequences later, whether that's digestive upset or our clothes aren't fitting as well as we'd like them to, or our energy is sluggish. It's like, I want the sweet, tasty, fun, amazing thing now. And I'm going to think about the consequences later. A lot of us have the same relationship with money I want the cute shoes now, I want the watch now, I want the trip now, I want the nicer car now, I don't want to have to think about my money, I'm going to deal with it later. I posted a quote on Instagram last week that's going to fit so beautifully here, it's from Ayn Rand, you can avoid reality but you cannot avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. I'm going to read that again. You can avoid reality, but you cannot avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. In other words, you can avoid reality, but if you keep your head in the sand, it's going to come back and bite you in the butt tenfold. I share that little aside about my journey with nutrition and my relationship with food, coinciding with my journey with money. Because there's another quote, I don't know who, who originally said this, but there's another quote that says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So a lot of times when you start gaining momentum in one area of your life, you will notice that there is a ripple effect on all of the other areas of your life and you just start changing in this 360 degree way. That's why I did the Get Your Ish Together series back in January, where I talked a lot about this phenomenon of we really only need to start somewhere. And then once we get that momentum, it has this incredible ripple effect throughout the rest of our lives. But it does take commitment. It does take discipline. It does take being willing to feel uncomfortable feelings. There were a lot of times in our debt repayment journey where We wanted to take a summer trip, and we had to go on the low-grade camping option instead to save a lot of money, or we wanted to go out to eat, and it would have been really, really easy to just go out to eat, but we decided to cook a meal at home instead. So with any kind of change like this, you do have to be willing to sit through the uncomfortable emotions for the thing that you ultimately want in the long term. But that gets easier and easier and easier over time, especially when you have this long-term vision that you're committed to. So it took us from 2014 to 2017 to pay down the majority of our consumer debt and credit card debt and small loans And then I remember we paid off all of our student loans in one fell swoop in 2018. So, between three and four years, my husband and I became completely debt free aside from our mortgage. And then in 2019, we sold our house in Michigan and we were technically 100% debt free for about a year and a half, but we just made this move to Tennessee. We bought a house, so we do have the debt of our mortgage now, but aside from our mortgage, my husband and I are 100% completely debt-free, and we are in a completely different financial place than we were back in 2014, and if I were to be able to jump in a time machine and go back and show 2014 me what we were able to do I don't think she would believe me because she was stuck in this place of hopelessness and I'm behind the eight ball and nothing is ever going to get better. But I have to send so much gratitude back in time to my past self who said, you know what? I just have to start where I am. I have to do what I can and I'm going to be committed to it and I'm going to keep doing it. And all in all, it happened relatively quickly. And even before we had paid down a significant amount of debt or all of our debt, I remember Sean and I, within just a couple of months, we started having so much confidence around money because we actually had a plan for it. We could see where it was going and we could do some very basic math and realize if we can just stick to this, if we can stay committed to this. The very simple math shows that in this amount of time we're gonna be in this place. And then it became it exciting for us. It became a game for us. And I remember I had this little this little chart that I had in one of my notebooks where I was tracking our progress. And it really did become like a game and it became so, so empowering. Neither Sean nor I identify as numbers people. We're both very creative, we're very literary. We are very much on that spectrum, but even just being empowered with basic math skills, really basic math skills, and the willingness to take your head out of the sand and really sit down and look and be honest with yourself, that's all you need to turn your finances around. You do not have to be a math wizard. If I could go back in time, one thing I would encourage my past self to do is keep better records because I don't have our big final number of this is how much debt we paid off because I didn't keep really good track of it, perhaps because I didn't fully believe that we were going to change when we got started. But just a rough estimation, I think we've paid off total, not including our old mortgage. I'm just talking about consumer debt and credit cards and student loans, somewhere between $80,000 and $100,000, which when we started felt absolutely crippling. So I share all of that intimate backstory just because I want you to know if I can do that, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Hand in hand with all of the tactical work that we did, I also spent a lot of time working on my money mindset, questioning my internalized stories about what I believed about money. I read the classic books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. I read Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money, I would have cringed years ago being caught with any of those books or admitting that I had ever read any of those books. They felt very taboo to me, very self-helpy, very embarrassing, but let me tell you, those books, as well as all of the other quote-unquote embarrassing self-helpy books I've read along my journey, made such a difference for me. Whether we realize it or not, we all carry around subconscious stories and associations about money. We hear things all the time growing up. Money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe you grew up hearing, you know, rich people are evil or we're not one of those people. You know, we're not like the Joneses who are always going on vacation and it must be nice to be the Joneses, this very us versus them mentality with money. A lot of us have hang-ups around our self-worth which is reflected in how we feel about ourselves and how much we are willing to charge for our services or whether or whether or not we are comfortable enough asking for a raise So there are these things that most of us can identify at a conscious level. If we struggle with self-worth, most of us can identify with that at a conscious level. If it makes us nervous to ask for a higher amount, you know, whether that's for our services or in a job, most of us can identify that at a conscious level. But there can also be a lot of subconscious and unconscious programming going on around money that's keeping you locked in your financial story. And I want to just give you a few examples. So this one's personal to me. It showed up in a previous hypnosis session of mine when I was working with a different practitioner. I think I've shared this on the podcast or somewhere else before, but basically I was stuck at a particular level of financial success for a while, even after I'd paid off my debt and cleaned up my money hygiene and all of that, I found myself stuck at this particular level of success. And what was revealed in hypnosis is that I was actually afraid of becoming more successful or making more money because I was afraid of the judgment that would come with that. I was afraid of the judgment and envy that would come with that. And I went back to this very, very clear scene of being young, maybe five or six, watching my dad brag to his family about the success in his business. And I could remember being five or six years old. I've always been extremely empathic. And what I regressed back to in hypnosis was my dad is bragging about his success and everybody is so jealous. I could feel the jealousy in the room. I could feel the daggers coming through in everybody, everybody's eyes. I could see my dad was happy and prideful, but everybody else in the room was really, really upset and jealous. And so what my subconscious mind locked into was this jealousy is hella uncomfortable and we never want to feel these emotions again. Because my dad was less empathic than me. My dad was just sharing about his awesome success and how amazing it was. And he was totally oblivious to the fact that everybody was jealous of him. I was not oblivious to that. I felt that very, very deeply. So I have done some reprogramming work around The idea that it's safe to be successful, that even if people are jealous of me or they do judge me, that's okay, I still have the right to be successful and own my success and I don't ever have to do that in the same way that my dad did. And once I did that hypnosis, I broke through to the next level of success. Another example, I worked with a client who described herself as having the pattern of chronic overspending. So she was conscious that she was in too much debt. She was conscious that she was overspending, but she described it almost as like an impulse and an addiction. Like when she wanted something, There was absolutely nothing in the world that could keep her from buying it. And as a result, she'd racked up a lot of debt for herself and had gotten herself into an uncomfortable financial situation. So when we did the RTT hypnosis session for her, what came up were all of these moments of her being a child and she was in a family where some of the children were from one set of parents and the other children were from another set of parents. And one set of the children tended to be very spoiled and pampered, and she unfortunately was not spoiled and pampered. And so we went back to all of these scenes where she was watching everybody else in her family get these lavish gifts and these amazing experiences, and, and they were so pampered and so loved, and she was always left out of these experiences, and so what we uncovered in the session is every time she felt that impulsive or compulsive urge to spend it was actually this very very deep need she had to take care of her inner child who never had those experiences who were always denied who was always denied those experiences. Which was very heartbreaking and very sad, but makes all the sense in the world. So, what we were able to do through that session was to help her comfort her inner child, to let her inner child know that she was in a different place now, that her needs were met, and actually, the best way they could care for themselves together would be to care for their money together so that they could be intentional and so that they could both live the life that they really truly wanted, which was going to require a little bit of budgeting on her part as an adult. And I have to read you an excerpt from an email that she sent me after our session because that urge to spend calmed down so drastically after the session and she was able to make headway with her money and she says here in her email after I sent her a check-in another amazing thing happened that prompted my husband to ask if I was okay We went into town and ended up getting a parking spot on the main strip right in front of the crystal store. Now, this client of mine really likes crystals. (laughs) A lot of my clients really like crystals. (laughs) And she says he had to go and get something elsewhere. And he said he'd meet me in the crystal shop. I was like, I'm cool. I'll wait in the car. And he just looked over at me like, who are you? So I waited in the car and I didn't even have to force it or white knuckle it. I just didn't want anything. I love this. The mania has definitely left and I love this peace I'm feeling. So, so cool. I love that story. I also love what I call the husband or the boyfriend effect of RTT where you're getting RTT for you, but then everybody else in your life is like, what did you do? Who are you? (laughs) Her husband was so surprised at her change in spending habits. It was, we had a good laugh about it. I'm going to wrap up the examples there just for the sake of time, but I do want to add, whether you find yourself in the habit of chronically overspending, like my client that I just mentioned did, or whether you find you have a lot of fear or scarcity or shame around money, a lot of times those strong emotions lead back to inner child wounds that are difficult sometimes to identify on the conscious level, but through subconscious work, you can uncover those things and release them and set yourself free. And so I love doing RTT hypnotherapy around money mindset to help people unleash these stubborn blocks that they often don't even realize are holding them back. And one of you lucky humans who enrolls in Darcy's program is going to win a free month of RTT with me where we can work on whatever you want to work on, but if you want to work on Money Mindset, that would be so fun. I love doing sessions on Money Mindset. I just find them so fascinating and the breakthroughs that people are able to have are so cool and so rewarding. So... I hope this episode was helpful to you from a tactical perspective and just thinking about yourself and your situation and what your next steps are. For more information about Grow Financially Well, the giveaway that I'm doing, and to get enrolled in Wednesday night's class, that's Wednesday, September 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Head on over to MindSpeakPodcast.com forward slash money. Money, 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 money. There's just one money. There's not five monies. There's no song in the URL. MindSpeakPodcast.com forward slash money. You'll get all the information you need right there. I'll link it up in the show notes. I'm going to be sharing more on Instagram. And until next time, go believe in you. I do.